Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat podcast. This podcast, as you know, as I've always said, where we talk about safety management systems, risk control, you name it, and ultimately, I think we're driving towards organizational excellence. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1. It's been some time since I've been able to talk to you. We took a little bit of a break there during conference season. I missed you guys. But it was great to see some of you out there at the shows and the conferences telling me that you're listening. (laughs) Makes my heart happy. And it's just really good to discuss this stuff with you. A lot's happened since we last talked. A little bit of family business. Some of you may or may not have known Baldwin uh, Aviation, as it were, was purchased by Portside. Portside is a larger company that has purchased a couple software platforms that you may be familiar with, such as PFM, BART, and others. But they're under the umbrella called Portside, and they're creating like a single sign-on service so that it makes access and interoperability, that's my word for today, a lot easier between platforms that you may use in support of your business aviation operations. That is really the big news. And that happened back in late September, October is when it uh, became official. We went to base as Baldwin Safety and Compliance Incorporated, as it is now a portside company. So our logos have changed. But what does this mean? And I think that's important to address in this first one. And then we'll get into a little bit of what's down the road for season three. But nothing's really changed. Some of the other organizations that were purchased by Portside, such as PFM and BART, clients said they didn't even notice a difference in service. And talking to those organizations after they were purchased, it was business as usual. So as far as you guys and gals can see, really not a lot of changes. The whole team has remained on. Don and Nancy Baldwin are still a part of the equation, which is awesome. The rest of the team is still here. I I think the biggest change, though, is because Portside is a software company, they have a lot of developer resources. So I think we'll see a lot of augmentation in developing the platform and some improved development and some improved features uh, from these experienced developers that will be coming on board with us. So I'm really excited about that. So basically what we've done, we are gaining or increasing professional development capacity and also support capacity. Using the Baldwin system, the only changes I think you'll see in the near future are going to be great ones, uh, especially with the software. But some of our other offerings that we have, gap analyses, safety culture surveys, consulting, training, uh, that all remains the same. And I am really looking forward to seeing what the future holds for Baldwin and the Portside family. Now that we got that out of the way, like I said, we are in season three, and we've got a lot of good things coming for this podcast. I'm really excited to dive into some of these, but we'll still talk about safety management topics because SPIs, SPTs are always a big thing. The NPRM, part five, what that means, because there's still... Oh, and I just scratched my head, but there is still a lot of misinformation going out about part five and what it means and how it relates to the ISBEO. If you implemented the ISBEO and what it means for going overseas, which really nothing, but we'll talk about those aspects as well. And I think those are critically important. 
But some of the things that, if it's okay with you guys, and I'd, I'd love to hear back from you, I'd like to talk a little bit more about some organizational excellence ideas. So it's going to be in the context of safety, and that's important. But I think with excellence and professionalism, systems thinking, that safety will be a byproduct of that or the reduction of risk to an acceptable level. We'll be talking about some of those aspects as well. Let me just give you a couple of things that we're going to be talking about. One, we're going to be talking about the hierarchy of controls and specifically why in business aviation and smaller companies we rely so heavily on administrative controls, which is second to the last as far as what's considered control effectiveness. Again, doing the air quotes, it's right above PPE or personal protection equipment. But so we'll be talking about the hierarchy of controls and in the role of interface management that the NPRM brought up with the hierarchy of controls. Then we'll be talking about some fun stuff, specifically some organizational behavior theories, but actor network theory and socio-technical systems and how the technology that you implement can have an influence on the individuals in that organization and likewise, the individuals in that organization can have an influence on that technology. That relates when we talk about implementing safety management software, even scheduling software, or importantly, when leading remotely, as we saw COVID has brought us to, and we've always done that in the aviation industry anyway, but the technology that you use can impact or influence, obviously, the actions that you want to do in the organization. And then we'll be talking about media in an emergency situation. And what's really important when we talk about the media in an emergency situation, we're going to touch on something called agenda setting theory. And agenda setting theory is this idea that the media can really seriously influence what people think about a particular event. And this has been proven time and time again that in, in research that the media can not only tell how people should think about something, but also what to think about something, which is truly scary. But we can look into that and say, okay, how can we frame the situation, especially when it comes to emergency response? How can we frame that and bring out the salient issues and control that agenda, if you will? And I'm not talking about manipulation, obviously. I'm talking about the truth but still, I'm talking about the fact that, that we sometimes need to control the narrative when it comes to especially adverse situations in our organization. And we'll also talk about attribution theory and safety too. So attribution theory, we probably all have heard of the term fundamental attribution bias, where somebody makes an error and we have a tendency to put that on them. We focus on the individual who made the error rather than the error. So that is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. We're going to talk about using a substitution test in the just culture. So that kind of comes back to the attribution theory. When we're looking at, for example, a, a culpability algorithm, if you will, or we've seen them before, but use an algorithm to determine, okay, was this person culpable or not? Was it an honest mistake? Was it negligence? Was it whatever? And when one of the things is usually part of those just culture tests or the culpability tests is a substitution test. And the question being that if anybody else, a normal, rational human being that's trained to the same level were in this same situation, would they have done the same thing? basically the substitution test. And we're going to be looking at that in light of attribution theory. And maybe that's not the best way is to do the substitution test. So we're going to ask those kind of questions. And then we're going to talk about leading for learning. 
and what a learning organization is and how important the learning organization is in terms of safety. Now, we've heard from the Safety 2 individuals or the HOP, Human Organizational Performance Individuals, this idea of learning teams and a learning organization. In fact, Peter Senge is very big in learning and organizational learning, especially when understanding the systems in an organization. But we will be looking at some of the different leadership styles that contribute to organizations being a learning organization, because that's huge. That is huge, because if we don't learn, we don't improve. If we don't learn, we don't identify problems and then learn from those problems and address those problems in our organization. Those are completely huge. And another topic that we're going to address as well in the upcoming season is the topic of psychological safety. Now, it's come up in conversations. I've probably mentioned a time or two on this podcast or in writings, but the idea of psychological safety from Amy Edmondson is is really impacting, and it, and it ties into the idea of a just culture. But I would almost argue that justness actually stems out of a psychologically safe organization. Now, think about it. It's funny, and, and I want to get too much into it, but when we talk about psychological safety, when Amy Edmondson was doing her dissertation, she was researching high-performance teams in hospital settings. And one of the things that she was measuring is the number of error reports that were being submitted by these teams and using that as a metric to determine if they were high-performing or not. Just one metric, not the metric. But what she found, and it was really confounding to her, was the higher-performance teams the teams that had better results were actually submitting more reports, such as error reports or near-miss reports or whatever they, they called those reports, but event reports. And that was perplexing to her because she's like, these are high-performing teams. They shouldn't be submitting. But then when she went back and said, okay, let's go back and look at this again, what she found is that those teams were submitting more reports because there was a greater level of psychological safety. So that makes us ask the question, if we're getting a lot of reports, and you even hear this sometimes, well, you got to be getting a lot of reports, there must be something wrong. No, that doesn't mean that at all. It might mean that you have a psychologically safe organization or an organization with a very robust psychological safe culture. So these are things that we are going to talk about coming up in season three. But like I said, this pod was just for a little bit of family business. Just want to reiterate that nothing is changing, that things will only get better. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what's in the future, especially for the software product. But everybody that you know and love here at Baldwin is still here, and we're here to serve you. And that's the bottom line of this podcast. We're here to serve you to hopefully make our jobs a little bit easier just through knowledge. I will cut it there, <laughs> and I know I say this a lot, but I truly mean it. Thank you so much for all that you all do. And until we talk again, stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. 
Visit BaldwinSMS.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.